This is episode number 110 of Patrick Jones Baseball, and on this episode, we have Zen Penny. Zen is currently uh, playing college baseball at Clark University. Um, It's an NAIA school. Uh, Zen is someone who's uh, been a listener of the podcast for a while, and uh, he's pretty active on social media. And I I like uh, having players come on, uh, especially players who are playing college baseball, which is uh, the goal of so many of the listeners out there. Um, so I, I think uh, I think having Zen on will will help a lot of people understand what it's like to play NAI baseball, what it's like to play junior college baseball, what it's like to get recruited when you're playing there. Um, he's been at four schools in four different years. He's had a lot of experiences. Um, he gives uh, some really good advice um, to those in this episode, and I think uh, I think uh, he's uh, he's really going to be bring someone who's going to bring a lot of value. So now up to the plate, Zen Penny. All right, and we are now live with Zen Penny. Zen, thanks for coming on the show today. No problem. I appreciate having me. Could you possibly give the listeners um, a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, Zen Penny. I'm uh, from Bartlett, Tennessee, and uh, I play at uh, Clark University. I'm a senior there, and um, i just uh, been playing since I was six, and I've uh, played Juco. i played summer ball, and uh New Jersey, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I've basically uh, been around the map. I've uh, quite a quite a bit of experience, and I'm in the middle of my senior season right now. So, where did you spend your first few years of uh, of college? I played my freshman year at uh, Southwest Tennessee, and then my sophomore year, I played at uh, Rowan College of Burlington County in New Jersey. My sophomore year, we actually uh, broke the school record for wins. We uh, we had a pretty good squad uh, my sophomore year. So what's year. it like to play uh, junior college baseball? I think Juco was the best thing I could have done. Um, obviously, there's going to be some growing pains for anybody. Um, but you you got to get better fast, and uh, you face some really good competition, and I think that uh, – you learn a lot about yourself. I think that uh, JUCO is really good for anybody. I think that uh, there's a lot of growth and in, uh, in JUCO. I love JUCO. So, what are some of the uh, travel um, arrangements like in junior college baseball, and just kind of the the day to day lifestyle of play of playing JUCO? Yeah, I would say. Uh, I would say, like, you got to be kind of hard-nosed to play Juco. Like, if you're um, if you're kind of like a soft kind of guy, then um, then you're probably not going to like Juco. You know, there's there's a lot of fundraisers, like, all kinds of stuff like that we had to do. Um, like apparently, like, we were supposed to fly down to Florida. Like, that didn't happen. Like... You you just got to be ready to roll with the punches. Is pretty much what I'm saying. But if if you want good baseball and and um, and that's what you're there to do, then then Juco is going to be for you. I would say. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a bummer. Nobody likes to do the fundraising 
or um, or do any of that stuff that it seems like is long gone in high school, but clearly it's not. Um, now, do you guys get your own equipment? Like, do they supply you bats and gloves and all that stuff? Well, when my freshman year, we got team bats, um, and we had, uh, you know, we had team bats, helmets, everything. Um, my sophomore year, we had no team bats. We all, we all had our own bats. We had helmets, but um, pretty much it was like you had to have your own stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, you got to, you know, it's your career. Like, you, you should have your own stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think I was just saying that um, out of curiosity because I know some schools supply um, each player a bat. And, you know, not everyone can afford, you know, a new bat every year, a new glove or whatnot. Um, and so I didn't know if, if JUCO was kind of similar in the sense where um, a powerhouse JUCO um, is able to, you know, have charter buses and new equipment and have those types of advantages versus um, kind of everyone else. In my, in my opinion, I, I believe that I believe that they would definitely have um – an advantage in that aspect um i do i think that they probably have a higher budget like my freshman year i remember when i was in uh juco we uh we had a test for my class and she told me she had a, like a no you can't miss a test no makeup policy and uh, and she and i was like well i'm on the baseball team and like you know obviously we're traveling and she didn't let me make up the test. So she didn't even know we had a baseball team. So obviously that's not going to happen if you're at a powerhouse Juco. You know what I mean? So it's just part of it, you know, part of it. But, you know, you know learn from it and and grow from it, you know. And everything's not going to be uh, handed to you or easy when it hit the real world, you know. Now I've heard some pretty crazy stories on um... – on practices at the junior college level, how long were some of uh, your guys' practices? Oh, my. Um, yeah, my freshman year, we were not even – we weren't very good, and we were out there a while. I would say I got there at around noon, and I was there until, like, around 5. Obviously, I'd get there early. Yeah, obviously, I would get there early, but it was long days. Yeah, for sure. Um, but my sophomore year wasn't as long, and we were better. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it, I think it depends. You know, um, I'm a big guy that like, yeah, you gotta get your reps, but I think less is more sometimes. So, kind of going a little bit in a different direction here, when you're deciding to play summer baseball as a as a college player what are you looking for do you just want to go just kind of anywhere just to get away and get some uh get some reps or you you know want to go play for a particular coach like how do you decide where you're going to go play summer baseball yeah I think it uh depends on where you're at I um I knew that I needed reps um so the first thing I thought of was like I'm going to go somewhere where they know me. Um, so I went 
I went back to Jersey and I played for my outfield coach this past summer. And uh, I knew I needed reps and I knew that uh, I needed that bat. So I wanted to go somewhere that I would for sure, uh, for sure play and that I would for sure um, get the uh, reps that I needed to get back on track. So. Yeah, I'm just curious about that because everyone's situation uh, is a little bit different, and uh, it seems like uh, actually summer baseball is kind of going away, and and a lot of people are going to the private training side um, to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, what what's the scholarship situation like um, in junior college baseball? Are there full rides, or do you have to pay for it on your own? Well, I think that uh, there's. So my sophomore year, I got my uh, tuition paid for, and then I just had to pay for books and then my apartment. Um, my freshman year, I had heard that that guys had like partials, like you know, it was all kinds of broke up. Um, but my freshman year, I wasn't on baseball money, and um, I I went from um, not even traveling in the fall um, to working like the games that they had for youth games on the weekend while they're off playing to being the uh, starting left fielder in the spring. <laughs> so it was a, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I uh, traveled one day in the fall and uh, first I got one at bat and I hit one to the fence and then got another, uh, another plate appearance. I walked and then, I started killing it late late in the fall, and then uh, come spring opening day, I was uh, I was starting. So, yeah, I wasn't um, I wasn't on baseball money, and they had a lot of guys on money that were ahead of me. But I just kept batting, kept my head down, and that's what happened. So, was junior college baseball just a last resort where you reached out to other schools through in high school, and 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 nobody else really wanted you, so you kind of had to go the JUCO route? Complete honest answer. I wasn't very good in high school. I was um I was always a worker, but I was um I didn't have much body awareness. I didn't uh I didn't um I just didn't know, you know, I didn't um I didn't know, you know, I just had to trust everything, you know, the coaches told me and I tried to do the best I could, but I was underdeveloped and a late bloomer as a player. I was like hundred and thirty pounds, you know, like I'm a real undersized guy, you know, um, but I, um, it was obvious that I needed to get better. So that's when I started really becoming obsessed with studying and, and, um, obviously the more I matured, the more weight I put on. So I would say, uh, that was the only option for me. Um, because I, I like I said, I, uh, I was always a, always a worker. I was always in there, but I didn't know how to work I would say so did the junior college reach out to you first no I contacted like every junior college in the country because I, I wanted to play that's awesome man I uh I really like hearing uh stories like that where um you just you take it upon yourself to make it happen um versus just um hoping that someone finds you so I really uh I really admire you for doing that um, what was the competition like um, your first year in junior college, or I guess in, in junior college um, in the two years that you had? 
So I would say, yeah, I mean, my my freshman year Tennessee Juco conference, I would say, is nasty. Um, I would say we uh, uh, back-to-back weekends, we faced SEC commits. One guy was going to Vandy, and one guy was going to Auburn, and obviously they had pretty good velo, pretty good sliders, and I had pretty good growing pains, but uh, my sophomore year, we had, uh, you know, me being from the south, I was like, oh, I'm going up to northeast, so they're not going to be as good, but that couldn't be further further from the truth. I would say uh, that was just, you know, coming from needing experience and realizing that everywhere, anywhere and everywhere in JUCO, there are, there are dogs, bottom line. Um, I remember Mercer County finished runner-up in the National Division Two JUCO Championship, and they're from New Jersey. They're in our conference, and they had a guy go in the seventh round, uh, Dennis Brady, was throwing 97. I never faced him. Um, he didn't even throw against us. Their number two is uh, Andrew DiPiazza and has been drafted twice, was at Alabama, so... You know, and then um, they had another Lackawanna was also in our conference. They had um, they had a guy get drafted for stone, uh, for stone like ninety four. So clearly, those players are good enough to play Division One baseball. Why are they at junior at a JUCO in the first place? Is it more is it a grades issue, or what do you why do you think that is? I think it's I think it's partially grades and I I think it's partially they're trying to get drafted quick. Sometimes they are transfers. Um, sometimes, uh, like I remember, uh, Mercer County had a guy that was like a transfer from Coastal Carolina, and then like DPIs, it was a transfer from um, he was a transfer from from Alabama, and then I remember I faced the first guy my freshman year was a transfer from Mississippi State, so. It uh, it just depends, but usually if they transfer in there from an SEC school or something like that, they're they're probably pretty good, and um, and they're probably gonna either get drafted the next year or or they're gonna go somewhere really good. And regardless. So after your second year of junior college baseball, um, since you only get two years to play JUCO, um, how did you know uh, where to go next? Like, did you have offers or? Uh, did you have to reach out to schools? How how did that all go down after your second year of JUCO? Yeah, so I um, I uh, had quite a few offers, but um, I wanted to uh, I wanted my parents to see me play, and I um, I went to uh, Blue Mountain College um, in Mississippi, and I signed there, and uh, that was the plan, and. And it uh, just didn't work out for me. Um, I uh, just expected uh, expect a lot of things. Uh, didn't work out, but so I uh, went to, and I that's the what I knew. I was like, I need to go get reps, and I need to get back on track, and I need to you know find myself again. And I went to. Uh, New Jersey. I went to play in that summer league for my outfield coach that I played JUCO for, and uh, I uh, beginning of the summer ball, I was struggling. Obviously, hadn't played much, 
and um, towards the end of the summer, I really found my swing again, and I ended up ended up starting the All Star game in the league. Um, I had uh, 15 D1 guys on my team, and and um, guy from you know it's kind of crazy, you know, um, guy that was playing NAI and wasn't getting to play goes and plays for with the team 15 D1 guys and ends up starting the All Star game and starting for them hitting two holes. So so uh, so you but but the place you signed it was NAIA. It was NAI, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was NAI, yeah. Um, the Southern States Conference. <laughs> Personally, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the school. Um, there's a. I will say, any advice to any guys coming up, coming up through uh, the college ranks, I will say this. Um, there will always be a lot of stuff that the coaches don't tell you. And you will not find out until you get there. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't even know or find out about until I got there. So, they'll tell you anything they can to get you there. Um, my advice is to reach out to players that are playing there and to get a better understanding of how, um, of how it is there. Looking back on it, I wish that I would have done that. I wish I would have reached out to uh, some people that I knew that were playing there. Um, and uh, that's what I did for this year. I um, I reached out to I – I ended up talking to one of my one of my best friends now, Kevin Hundley, um, plays for Clark. He's our uh, center fielder. I ended up talking to him before I came to Clark, and he told me about it. So – so yeah, I learned from you know it's a, it's always a learning experience, but yeah, um, looking back on it, I uh, you know what what can you do you know you, you know not uh, I didn't have any advice on it at the time so. So you went to four different schools, in four different years. This, this year is your fourth school. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. It's been uh it's been a crazy journey, you know, but uh I uh, I planned on graduating from Blue Mountain. I didn't ever plan on leaving uh but um you know, it's just uh once I one thing I'll say is like a lot of things um you know it's you know, I I'm a firm believer it's your career, you know, like you uh, you got to have accountability and and everything like that. But I will say uh, it's not always what you think it is. You know, um, like uh, they get a lot of times they're going to tell you what you want to hear, and and uh, and 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 playing time and 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 everything. I will say um, so. Any advice I'll say is like yeah, like obviously. Um, there are times when um, when they're like you just gotta you gotta tackle the adversity and you gotta be better. But um, if you're doing all you can do, and there's still you know there's still things like, like there's still circumstances you know what I'm saying. Then it's just tough you know. So looking back on it last year, um, 
I, um, looking back on it, I uh, wish I would have done better in the chances I did get. Um, but a lot of those chances were off the bench roll, uh, pinch hit roll, and and um, anything that anybody that knows anything about hitting knows that pinch hitting is not the easiest thing to do. And um, yeah, yeah. But looking back, yeah, looking back on it, I uh, me being uh, trying to be as as countable as possible. I uh, I, I believe I could have done better. Um, I've been in a similar role this this year, and I've been a hundred times better. You know, like I said, it's um, it's a learning experience. I and I, uh, and I, uh, you know, stay uh, stay ready to go and uh, keep a clear head and uh, be ready to go at all times. Are there a good a good amount of players who get drafted um, out of an NAIA school? Yeah, I've heard um, I've heard of um, a pretty good amount um, of guys getting drafted uh, from NAI. I would say I would say NAI is still kind of underrated. I would say um, there's some there's some dude like there's some dudes in NAI. Um, like last year, I played with a uh, played against Reese Cooley. Um, Played at center field at Faulkner University in Alabama, and and he was the best player I've ever seen in person. Um, watching Middle Georgia last year, I think they're they're ranked top five right now, or something something like that. That was the best hitting team I've ever seen, you know. And I and I saw a lot of good guys in JUCO. So uh, yeah, so bottom line, uh, I would say is. Um, yeah, there's uh there's guys can get drafted out of JUCO, but even if they don't get drafted, uh, they can at least get signed um, if they if they want to keep playing. And yeah, I would say um, any advice like uh, for me, I would say um, yeah, I've bounced around, uh, but the schools that I've been at um, have been smaller schools. Um, so I would say my um, my situation situation and everything um isn't typical for everybody you know what i mean uh i would say like if i came to clark university as a, as a freshman i would have been here all four years i would have been here and i would have stayed and i would have developed under dan spain um that's just what would have that's what would have happened he's a um, and that's the it was a winning program and a lot of the programs I've been to just haven't been winning environments, and I want to, and I want to be around people that are willing to get better and are hungry to get better, and that's how we are here, you know. Um, so it's been it's been refreshing, um, but yeah, I wasn't gonna have my my last year of college baseball be uh, at a place that's not uh, ready to ready to go. What's been your goal throughout um, this entire journey? My uh, my only my goal has always been to uh, to sign a pro contract. That's uh, that's always been the goal. Um, and obviously, I want to coach and and I want to I want to develop monsters. Bottom line, uh, that's always been the goal, and uh, that's what I want to do. 
I know that you're on social media um, a good amount. Um, who do you like to follow on social media? I can't even. Whew, that's crazy. Um, there's been so many great guys on social media um, that have taken the time to help me and that I've followed and whew, have posted great content. Um, it's been crazy uh, how much that I've learned. and I would say... Uh, I would say um, I, w- I would have been done playing a while ago if I wouldn't have started uh, started studying all the content that all these guys have posted. Because, I mean, for me, like, yeah, you know, like, what else are you going to do? Like, yeah, I could have studied YouTube videos, but, like, I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. Um, I had new basics, you know, Mine was throw your all over half and, you know, uh, keep your uh, slot elbow, you know, turn as fast as possible. That's all I knew, you know. So so I uh, started studying guys and um, it's been a lot of guys. Uh, lately, uh, I would say the guys I've been studying, uh, Kurt Nelson, Doug Latta. I follow Craig Hyatt. Um, I've, I look at everything Craig Hyatt post. Um, you know, the guy, uh, Sherman Johnson, that uh, I was talking to him this, uh, this morning because um, I know he's on the Reds now, and I'm a huge Votto fan, so I'm like, anything you got for me on that, you know, uh, any, any, any – he just said that uh, he just was talking about how Votto has a great understanding of his swing, his approach, and and said that uh, that he's very smart. And uh, obviously, the uh, limited videos we have of Votto, you could definitely tell that. You know, um, it's uh, so yeah. I'm hoping to get a more in depth uh, answer answer to that soon. So. Yeah, I just was talking to him, him earlier this morning. Uh, but, yeah, and none of that would have been available if it wasn't for social media. So I'm... so what have you learned from someone like um, like Doug Latta? Yeah, so <clears throat> Doug Latta, um, you know, he's uh, laying 50-50 in the, in the balance. Um, positive move towards the baseball. Um He's a uh, no shoulders type swing, hit through everything. Um, you know, uh, you know how the the guys have that. Uh, I would say, you know, they have that finish that's like, you know, you've seen that Mookie Betts finish. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've definitely, uh, I've definitely seen that. I've been doing that with some of the players that I coach as well. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing that religiously. Like the last three weeks, and it's been a game changer. And what has that helped you with? Stay in the zone longer and stay on baseballs a lot more. I uh, was coming off of baseballs, and and um, uh, I started watching. Um, I spent like an hour watching JD Martinez for like an hour, and all I saw him doing was that. And then I saw Betts doing it, and then 
and I watched Trout, and Trout kind of does it too. Um, and I was like, these guys are just staying through baseballs way better than me, obviously. <laughs> and they're just yeah. staying on baseballs and staying through baseballs. So every day I, uh, I warm up on the tee with stop swings. And then I'm just trying to have that feel on everything. And and I um, definitely have been able to spray the field a lot better. I was coming off the baseballs. And it's uh, it's helped a lot. So I would uh, – anybody – I would say anybody could uh, benefit from that. Since you're at Clark right now, and I know everyone um, has a coach who might have a different hitting philosophy, um, are you able to kind of do whatever you want um, when you're in the cage or in the game? Like, what's your coach's hitting philosophy? Oh, yeah. Um, coach Spain's a huge, um, huge guy of uh, getting the ball in the air. Um, hips forward, head back. <laughs> That's what he always says. It's uh, kind of funny. Give uh, you a little insight in our group message earlier. Uh, guys on my team were, were posting something funny, and they're like, they're quoting Spain, hips forward, head back. Just because, you know, he says it, he says it so much, so it was kind of funny. Uh, but, but yeah, he's huge in, you know, working behind it, um, hitting through baseballs, and, and yeah, he's a, uh, He's huge into, uh, he tells me, high finish. Um, and he tells some guys to preset the hip. Um, personally, I've uh, pre started presetting my hip and actually has helped a lot. I um, have had con complete control my uh, under my swing, I feel like. First guy I think of that does it is pretty much, I would think, Judge. He's kind of like presetting the hip, and then, uh, and then you know, and as you uh, see the pitch, like you go forward to see the pitch, you know, uh, your hips go forward. So I would say, uh, I don't know, I it's hard to explain um, exactly, but I just feel like when I preset my hip, it simplifies everything, and then all I have to do is just go hit it. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing. Uh... Um, some more guys um, do that, and I've been talking about that online as well. Um, how so? How has your guys' season been going so far? Yeah, yeah, we're starting. Uh, we're starting to heat up. Uh, we are. Uh, we started out. Um, we didn't start out well. We uh, we hadn't been outside, and we we played two teams that were ranked. Um, um, Bryan College, uh, which is really good, and Tennessee West one, they're both ranked. And we hadn't been outside, so we didn't play well. And but now, uh, now we've been uh, we've been stringing it together and playing a little, uh, playing quite a bit better. And the bats are starting to wake up, so it's been fun. Definitely, uh, definitely glad to hear that. So, so what are your plans um, after the season? After the season. Um, well, we'll see about playing uh, playing after, but uh, yeah. So right now, as of right now, I plan on uh, I plan on uh, on coaching um, in possibly the uh, the league that I played in last summer. Um, um, it's for a new guy. Um, the league manager um, sent me sent me he. Uh, Sent me his uh, 
contact info and like apparently he was going to uh contact me but uh we'll see what happens on that but um i don't know if you've seen the guy hitter's edge on um on um social media it's an academy in uh in michigan and um i've been talking to uh to uh that guy quite a bit and He's a knowledgeable guy too, and uh, as of right now, I would say, I would say that's the plan. That sounds like fun, and it sounds like it's going to be right up your alley. Uh, someone who uh, is obsessed with hitting and just wants to continue to learn and get better. Um, hey, man, I know, I know. Uh, we talked before before the show, and you guys are hitting the road um, today. So, I, again, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate, uh, your time because I know you're busy, um, um, in season. Well, I actually just got a text and, uh, in the group message. We, uh, we're leaving tomorrow now, apparently. And, uh, we, uh, and we, uh, have practice later. So <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> you always got to, Always got to be on your toes. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, and it, it was awesome. I appreciate uh, everything you do, and uh, and it, it was another uh, goal come true and dream come true uh, being on my first podcast. Glad to hear it, brother. I'm glad we could connect, and, um, and again, appreciate your time. <laughs>